You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. Have you ever been one that, you know, thinks about that, that idea or maybe you've, you've kind of put yourself in the position where you said, you know what, if, if someone just got to know me or if I was able to get access to someone or one of my favorite ones is, you know, as soon as someone, you know, you know gets to know me or I get face to face with them, I can close the deal or they're going to buy, you know, whatever I have to sell. Right. And and when we think about, you know, like that power of a, of a handshake and the importance of, of, of who we are and showing up who we are. You know, words like authenticity are thrown around a lot, especially in this NFT space, uh, community, transparency, um, showing up as yourself. Like, what the hell does that even mean? Like, what does it really mean to show up as your authentic self? But also, how can you portray that? What are the things that you can actually um, build or do that will actually allow you to do that even more? Now, in the marketing space, they refer to this as personal branding. Some people might have heard the term, uh, the term itself. Uh, maybe some, this is brand new. Uh, I will say I've never really loved the term itself when it comes to, because I'm like, I'm not really like branding. Like, I don't want to brand myself. But really what that personal brand component is, is like how you show up and how people discover you. And and when someone Googles your name, what is what is that display? And so on this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about personal branding into the Web3 world. Uh, and funny enough, I actually think the fact that we're using you know, NFT avatars for a lot of our, our profile photos actually adds to the layer of authenticity in this space. So I'll explain that uh, you know, for you in a minute. Uh, we are sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. Uh, Crypto Business Conference is, is happening in October in San Diego for all those that want to level up on all things Web3, NFTs, crypto, metaverse, uh, and all of those things. We'll talk a little bit more about that um, at the end of the show. Uh, for the you know for each episode, I've been kind of going back and pulling one of the NFTs that we buy each and every day, and you know we're on this journey towards 365 uh, NFTs. And I thought I'd go like in the way back, way back machine, and I'm actually going to highlight number 25, the 25th project um, that we added um, to our collection, and it was all the way back on December 6th of last year. So on December 6th, we minted a project, uh, and it's called the Coalition Crew. Now, you might have heard me mention this project a lot. I actually think it's one of the, uh, you know, it's most unique designed, yet the most uh, replicatable that I believe in the space. Like, if you have an online membership, or if you have a personal brand um, and you've sold courses before or you do in-person events, you can actually leverage the model that Peter and the team over at Coalition Crew have leveraged, I believe, to really embrace NFTs, add a layer of exclusivity, 
but also, um, you know, kind of build on the brand and business that you've already have. And so, um, Peter has actually had a, an online master course, master class, um, for many years for entrepreneurs. And what he did was he actually just changed the way that the membership was built. And so the, there's two versions. The first a thousand were dropped back on December 6th when we, we minted this one. Um, and then they, they, minted the second collection or what they refer to as 2.0 um, in January. And the, you know, the collection itself by holding the NFT, you get access to the online um, academy, but then you get also access to um, these in-person events. And they've done some cool things. Like if your, um, if your cheetah is holding a glass of wine um, and at the events you get, you know, uh, your, your, you know, you show your NFT and you get a glass of wine for free on the house, or if it's holding a beer, or if it's smoking a cigar. Um, and I really like, you know, leveraging the properties within an NFT to add utility. But more so than anything else, and I will tell you, the floor right now on 2.0 uh, Coalition Crew is 0.12. Uh, the floor on Coalition Crew, the original one that we minted here, um, is 0.38. Now, for a good while, those were up over you know the two ETH um, uh, perspective, especially uh, when crypto was uh, you know uh, kind of rocking and rolling through the uh, the bull market. But I thought it's a it's a great uh, NFT for us to kind of include in today's episode because really what Peter leveraged with with Coalition Crew, he's the the co-founder. Him and his wife are the founders of the project. Uh, and I always mess up Peter's uh, last name, but I will uh, I will attempt to. Uh, you know, it's Vogue, I believe, uh, is the last name. But he had the Game Changers Academy, and so GameChangersMovement.com was his website. He brings in some special guests, interviews. He has like his own little forum up there uh, for those that hold that NFT. But what what he really did really well was he's built a reputation. If you Google his name, he has YouTube videos, podcasts, interviews. He's uh, done in-person events. He's speaking uh, around the world. And, and the beauty of that is because he has that reputation and that body of work, rather than him having to build from scratch inside of Web3, he could actually create an NFT and just change the way that the access is actually delivered. Now, you might be thinking, well, that must be nice that he has already built a personal brand. Well, it, it is an advantage. And I will say that is you know, an advantage that I believe that I was able to leverage here um, with this podcast, right? I started building my personal brand um, back in 2013. And the real big aha that I had back then was that I didn't, I felt like, overwhelmed putting things online and, 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 and talking about myself. And when I would craft like a tweet or a Facebook message, I would spend a lot of time trying to put out what I thought other people wanted to hear. And I can tell you, that's a heck of a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of a work, but it, you know, for me, it was, it was like kind of like trying to portray who I was online. The magic actually came when I realized it's actually not about trying to be what others want from me. It's actually about allowing people in to see who I am and what I'm about while shining the light on other people. Let me say that again. Like the real magic here is giving people access to you so they can learn about your story, understand and trust who you are and what you're all about. And then ultimately you're able to shine the light on them and, and, and tell their story and build some of that narrative. Now, 
in the NFT space, and I heard this, you know, I was in a Twitter space last night. Uh, it was actually a great Twitter space. You know, our Alpha Mondays, we do every single Monday at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. I co-host it with uh, Shira Lazar and Manushka. And, you know, the, the term, you're like, hey, we just have to show up as our authentic self. And that's what really works. Now, that sounds really easy. It sounds easy as consistency, right? If I just tell you, all you have to do is press the damn button every day and you can do a podcast every day. It sounds easy. The truth is, creating a podcast every day is a heck of a lot of work, and it's way harder than most people see, than most people realize. I actually think consistency does it. We we do a disservice to the 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 term consistency because we make people see make it seem like that's just like the easiest thing to do. But there's lots of things going on in our lives, or our mental health, or you know, dealing with imposter syndrome, or like why why am I going to do this, or do I have the right technology, or what the hell am I even going to talk about, or my favorite one, why would anyone even care about my story or what I have to say? The truth is. You're thinking about yourself in all of those scenarios. You're actually not thinking of it in the right perspective. So the first perspective I want you to think about in this Web3 arena, right? If Web3 is built about decentralization and the idea of collaboration, community, and co-creation, which are my three Cs, right? Collaboration, community, and co-creation, right? So those are the, the three C's. I've been, I mean, the three C's are in a presentation I gave in 2015. That's how much those things have been integrated into my, um, you know, my pre- you know, presentations and what I put out there. The thing about it with, you know, Web3 and the decentralized component is that it actually provides us a vehicle and removes the barrier to entry in almost every case to be able to do that, right? Like I, I've always said that like, collaboration is amazing, but it requires it to be mutually beneficial and it requires both people to be aware or, or what both companies or both whatever, whoever's collaborating to be aware of what's going on on both sides. And in a world that was built not very transparent and very centralized, that could be very hard for us to actually deploy. But with that being said, I, I wanted to kind of set the tone here in two ways, right? So if, you're, if you are an NFT collector, you're an NFT investor, you're holding, you want to buy NFTs, maybe because you want to tap into the community. Maybe you want to do it as a, you know, an investment to hopefully hold on to them for a couple of years and, and you, you know, find out their worth. Having a personal brand helps you in that scenario. If you want to launch your own NFTs, or maybe you're an artist or a musician, maybe you're a chef, maybe you're a keynote speaker, maybe you're an author, maybe you're a, a mom or a dad that wants to share some of like your journey, your story, maybe you have a certain way of doing things and you want to create you know, some NFTs and give people access to a community. What your personal brand does is it ultimately is your vehicle for, deter- for delivering trust. Now, I say this a lot on the podcast, right? I believe we are all in the same business. We are all in the business of trust. How do you build trust? How do you maintain trust? And then ultimately, how do you scale trust? Now, I, I've always said that the hardest one of those is scaling trust. And I will tell you, for those that are faking it till they make it, to those crypto bros that are, you know, when Lambo and they're renting a Lambo so they can take a picture in front of it, 
they will never scale trust. They will be exposed as frauds of who they were before they're able even to think about that scale. But they might be able to do some things early on. We know that success exists. But when you think, you hear the term like show up as your authentic self, or you just have to be transparent and let people in. What we're really saying is, for the most part, what we, what we put online is not what we really want people to know about us or understand about who we are. What I mean by that is when you are like, you know, sitting at a dinner table or maybe you're, you know, meeting a, a new colleague or uh, you're, you're talking to your neighbor, the, the things that you share, the, the things that you talk about are oftentimes a vehicle for relatability and for trust building, right? When you're not, ta- you're not, you know, if you want to get to know your neighbor, when you, let's say you move into a new house, you're not telling them what your resume is. You're not telling them how many followers you have or how much money you make. But ultimately, you were going to tell them things about you so that you can build trust. Like, oh, you know, hey, I just moved here. I was born and raised down, uh, down the street. I work in this uh, building. I've been working there for 20 years. You know, these are my, you know, my three kids. You know, I work from home. Uh, you know, one of my things that I love to do is I love Pittsburgh sports or whatever that may be. And if you think about it, in all of those scenarios, what we are trying to do is we are trying to put things out that people can relate to so they want to come in more, right? Because you're saying all those things and they're like, oh, you're from Pittsburgh? Oh, I'm from Philadelphia, they might say. And then I'm going to say, well, that's great, but you're in the right state, but from the wrong side of the state. And, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh. My dad told me two things. Uh, nothing good ever came from Ohio, and Philadelphia is really in New Jersey. But I digress. So, like, the reason that we, when we're, when we're thinking about showing up as our authentic self, here's the thing that people leave off. If you are an asshole, if you are an ugly, disgusting person that takes advantage of people, and you show up as your authentic self... We get to determine that's who you are at a faster rate. So authenticity really is only powerful if you're a good person that is doing good things. Because the people that are scared of authenticity, the people that are scared of transparency, the ones that don't want to let you in, right, are the ones that have ultimately something to hide or a reason for doing that. Now, I know there's a lot of people that we talk about, like, you know, being anonymous um, in the Web3 space. And, you know, I watched, a, there's a great documentary over on uh, HBO Max called uh, The Anarchists. Uh, and uh, I watched the, the season finale last night. And uh, it's really interesting on this idea of, you know, using pseudonyms and uh, where, you know, if we are, if we're hiding our past and if we have a lot of baggage that we have to deal with and we're not willing to own that, eventually things are going to explode in our face and, and in, in some cases explode um, in other people's faces. But in Web3, more so than any, any time in my career, any time in my life, the thing that is so interesting is that the, the barrier for us to connect with people has almost been removed. And part of that vehicle is really de- it ultimately determines the success of a lot of NFT projects, Right. My dad, you know, shout out to my dad. Um, he sent me a message yesterday. And he goes, tell me again why these bored monkeys are, so, are worth so much money, like why people are paying for them. 
and 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 I'm always like, Dad, and my 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 dad's favorite animal was a monkey. I was actually born uh, with a monkey stuffed animal, which uh, his name's Zippy. Uh, my daughters actually have it in their bed, and and I passed down that tradition. All three of my daughters were born born into a terrible towel, and uh, and they all got a, a stuffed animal monkey, uh, as my dad did for me. Um, but when I when I think about that from my dad's perspective, right? If I tell my dad about you know like. Uh, you know, it allows you to authentically connect with people. It, like a lot of those things don't, you know, don't really connect. But what I, what I let my, you know, kind of walk my dad through is it's about access, right? Access to people, access to places, access to information, and in many cases, access to other NFTs that are going to be of value. And then there's also this layer of exclusivity. Now, in the NFT space, the exclusivity element can be flipped on its head a little bit. And I was thinking about this yesterday when I was driving my Jeep before it broke down again, third time in two months. Uh, Don't go me down down that road. And there's a little back road uh, to my house. And the funny thing about it is I've met a couple people that live around here. And guess what I don't do in regards to that back road? I don't tell them about this back road that, that allows us to shortcut around where rush hour traffic is. Now, you might call me a jerk for not doing that, but here's the truth. If all of a sudden everyone finds out about that back road, that back road is no longer going to be an advantage for me. So I am not incentivized or motivated to let more people know about this cool little shortcut that I got. Now, the flip of that is in NFTs, because if more people are aware of the Board Ape Yacht Club and more people see it as an exclusive access to, you know, great people and VC money and, you know, Eminem has one and Madonna has one, but so does, you know, Kevin Leary and Jimmy Fallon. And, and it gives you access to those people in, you know, private chats. It also gives you, you know, um, access to private events, you know, music events. You also get access to other projects that are going on. Well, here's the magic on that. The more people that are aware of it and the fact that the supply still stays the same, there's only 10,000 of those original board apes. It actually, it's a benefit and a motivation for us to share that out because the more the demand goes up, the more that you can actually sell what you have or the more the value is for something that you have. And in the digital space, that is not normal, right? We have, we're not used to this idea of having a finite amount of something digitally, right? Like if you want to, I mean, I don't know if anybody knows this, but you can create as many Gmail accounts as you want. <laughs> like Gmail is not exclusive. Now, I remember when I got Gmail the very first time, I was a, a beta tester for Gmail. Like I remember having to type it in and, and it, it didn't even have a landing page like you know today. Um, this was back, I believe, in 1999, maybe 2000, 2001, right? I was one of those, those beta users. Back then, I loved telling everybody that I was a beta tester for this weird Google mail called Gmail, which most people are like, that's never going to catch on. Like, we all use AOL, and we all use Yahoo, and we have Hotmail. Like, Gmail just sounds ridiculous. Even the name sounds stupid, right? And I'm, you know, now we all know where all that went. But the reason I say that is because I knew that I was part of an exclusive beta testing group. And that the more people that were aware of this email service coming out, the more it would be looked upon that I, what the access that I have is actually worthwhile, that more people would want that. 
And digitally, that isn't something that we are you know, as accustomed to. It's also not something that we are as accustomed to online when it comes to uh, community and memberships, right? Like Facebook groups. Like The only thing I know about most Facebook groups is the founder always wants them to to grow and have more people in them. I mean, I've grown some very successful uh, Facebook groups over the years for, you know, speaker masterminds that I did, some storytelling uh, communities that I had built over the years, an influencer marketing one that I had built. But we were constantly adding more people, right? Well, in this space, because there's like a finite amount, what we have to think about now is, you know, like, it's not about bragging about yourself, right? It's not about saying, ha I have, you know, a bored ape and you don't. Now, there are people that do that, but they're not authentic. They're just bragging and they're just shoving it in your face. And there is a much bigger difference than from the idea of bragging for what you have versus celebrating how you accomplish something and what it, it provides you. I would actually argue most board ape yacht club holders and crypto punk holders are not very good at this. They're very lucky that a lot of it was is is based on the the not only early adoption component, but because of like the 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 actual mystique that those brands have created. But I believe as we move forward, the projects that empower their people to tell the story of the project as well as connect it to their personal brand are the projects that are going to have the highest floor, uh, floor prices, are the projects that are, people are going to have people talking about more and more over time. It's, it's part of the reason that I change my profile photo on Twitter um, four times a day, right? Because there's a lot of great projects that I love highlighting. Now, I got to give a shout out to Becky, um, goes by It's Becky Bitch on Twitter. Um, Becky and I were in a Twitter space this past weekend, and one of the things that she highlighted I thought was spot on is that like for her, she's branded her crypto chick uh, profile photo, and she does not change her profile photo ever. And so you, like, if I see that pink black ground, the blonde hair, I know that's Becky and her husband Vic, who both of them I got to meet um, in New York City. She's done that and branded it around that, that, you know, kind of that mystique. For me, my brand is more of like, what, what random NFT is Fanzo going to have um, next as his profile photo, right? Because I'm buying an NFT every day. Like we have, you know, I'm up over a thousand NFTs across my wallets, right? So for me, part of it is highlighting lots of projects. I'm also multi-hyphenated, right? Which means there's lots of things that I'm passionate about and there's lots of things that I like to represent. But here's the magic of that. Both Becky and I have used our profile photos to be part of our brand and part of our storytelling. Think about it from Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, you know, he hired somebody, um, you know, apparently I I didn't know this story until recently. Um, He apparently wanted um, these like special uniforms um, made by this amazing designer for all the employees of Apple. But when the employees of Apple saw them, they kind of rejected them. And so Steve Jobs just had this one designer make him like 250 turtlenecks. And that's what his his personal brand, right? He showed up um, in his turtleneck. Now, the reason I bring this up is that when people talk about showing up as your authentic self, most people assume it's only what your profile photo is and what your bio is. But the truth about it is every digital action that you take is part of your personal brand putting it out there. 
right? Every digital action you take, who you follow on social, the, the, the things that you like, the discords you belong to, the, the projects that um, you highlight on your OpenSea, right? And so our ability to tell our story digitally is really infinite, right? And, and the, the, one of the recipes that I will recommend for everyone out there is consistency is important, but it's also important to know the audience that you are presenting to or that's going to visit there, right? Like, I mean, it's kind of wild. I looked at my Twitter data today. There's been, just for the last month, you know, the, the, the month of August, so it's this month, the month of August, I have 161,000 profile visits this month alone, right? So this month alone, 161,000 people have gone to twitter.com slash isocialfans with a Z or a Z. And so for me, what, what's interesting to me on that is, okay, what, are, what do they see when they first arrive at my Twitter account? Well, you have the banner photo, you have my profile photo, you of course have your description, and then you have like your location, and then you have one link. But what other people, what most people aren't taking advantage of, and here's a tip for everyone that's out there that hopefully everyone can leverage, is that you have the ability to pin a tweet to the top of your profile. Now, for most people, or for a lot of people, the tweet that they pick is like the one that went viral or that the most people retweeted. But I actually think that's wrong. You shouldn't be a just posting one tweet and letting it go. But what that tweet should actually represent is should actually give people an idea of why they should follow you or who you are. Now, for me, I love posting a video, and then I pin the tweet um, video there, and I update it about once a week. And so when I post a video you know, on Twitter, I can upload a video that's you know, two minutes and 20 seconds long. I'll just hit the three dots at the top and say, pin to profile. And the next time I post a video, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pin this one to the, the profile. Because for me, if you go to my Twitter account and you have no idea who I am and you're like, okay, well, he has a lot of followers, but he also follows a lot of people and he says he does a podcast and he talks about NFTs and he's a dad and he's a digital futurist. Like what the hell is he even a futurist? What I hope is that people see that video and they go, oh, okay, let me click on that video. Now, I personally believe if you get to understand who I am, you get to look me in my digital eyeballs via video, you're going to understand my heart. You're going to understand, you know, I'm passionate about what I do. I am not a crypto bro. I am not one that is going to, you know, yell at you or tell you that you're wrong. I'm more to inspire, motivate, and educate. And the reason I say all of those things is that, you know, like, most of us aren't thinking of that. And most people, when I tell them we need to build a personal brand, they're like, oh, you mean I need to create content? I need to get on video. I need to be you know, writing a blog. I need to start using Instagram stories. And that's not always the case, right? Yes, those things could be, a, uh, you know, they can be a, an advantage to help you level up. But ultimately, right now, you have a personal brand if you know it or not. The question becomes, do you want someone else telling your personal brand story or do you want to be the one that is telling the story, right? I, I ask you to you know, go open an incognito browser on your Chrome, right? Go to Chrome, go to file and say open incognito browser and then Google your name. Now, if your name is not one that is uh, very rare, this, this probably isn't going to work as much. You might have to you know, put in parentheses your name and maybe your job or uh, your username that you usually go by. But Google your name and then look and see what comes up. 
Because when someone's trying to determine who you are, what you're about, if you are trustworthy, should they invest in your NFT project? Should they support your, um, you know, uh, maybe your tool that you're building in Web3? Should they buy an NFT just like the one that you bought because, you know, of what your you know, first impression is? Now, I also happen to be wearing a shirt, uh, and this is actually super old school. I think this is 2013. It's a Gary Vee shirt, and it just simply says, a penguin can't be a giraffe, so just be the best penguin that you can be. And this was one of Gary's, uh, I, I believe it was with, it might have been with a book, Crush It. I believe it was with the book, Crush It. It was one of his merch uh, plays. His shirt's definitely old. It's a comfy shirt for me, though. Um, but the reason I say that is like that phrase, right? A penguin can't be, or a penguin. Uh, yeah, a penguin can't be a giraffe, so be the best penguin that you can be. The beauty of this is that if you are your authentic self, right? If you let people in and you, and you tell your story and you let people learn about who you are, ultimately, this game does get a lot easier. Because what happens is the people that want to get to know you, the people that care about the things that you care about, ultimately will discover you, find you, learn more about you. Now, the flip side of this is how do we, how do we circumvent or how do we shrink the distance between ourselves and that digital community, right? Now, one of the things I, I told you is a great way to shrink the distance is by using that video, that pinned video on your Twitter account. Now, you can pin videos or, or Instagram posts as well. You can pin TikToks uh, for those that are, are over there on TikTok um, as well. You can even pin on Facebook. You can pin on a Facebook page your post um, to the top, right? But you're still kind of, they're still only able to see you talking in a one-directional way. I believe the best way to scale your personal brand, to build that rapport without having to spend, you know, multiple years, like I, you know, like I feel like I started building my personal brand in 2013, it started to pay off for me in 2017, right? It was, it was probably about three and a half, four years before I felt like my personal brand, you know, the invest, the time I was committing, you know, to my, you know, iSocial fans and, and my reputation and, and telling my story and my background, it took, you know, four years. Now, the, the vehicle that I believe is best for scaling or even you know, shrinking that distance is actually live content. So live video, I'm actually streaming this episode right now on Instagram Live, or live social audio, Twitter Spaces, Clubhouse, Discord audio. The reason that is, is I look at those mediums as participatory content. What I mean by that is, is that it is a give and take. It is not a one-way medium, right? If you're watching this video on YouTube, because we put all of our, our, our videos up there on YouTube, and, and definitely check out, we have a new YouTube channel that dedicated just to podcast content. Um, the, old, the old channel had some content from me as a speaker, some of my old podcasts on there. So we have a, a new channel, so definitely check that out. But you know, if you're you know, if you're watching this on on the YouTube side of the house, right, the YouTube is a more so a one directional medium, right? I upload a message, it spouts it out at you, and yes, you can comment below, but it's not very participatory. And let's face it, you can fake it till you make it. You can um, you know, work with somebody that's great at jump cuts and editing. But the thing about live video, the thing about social audio, is that it actually requires you to be there and show up as your whole self. Now, here's the, the thing that I want to put out there very clear. Just because you're showing up as your whole self does not pr give you permission to be a jerk or mean to other people, right? Like that's, that's not where this conversation goes. But what it does allow people to do 
is get to know you better, hear things in your voice, understand how you how you handle you know criticism or answer questions or you know um, have you know have public conversations back and forth. Now the other part of this that I believe is one of the most critical pieces, and if you had asked me, one of the you know best things that you could do for you know uh, you know sh- kind of building your personal brand. What I'm going to tell you right now is probably advice you're not going to hear from any other people. I believe the more opportunities that you have to admit and own that you don't know something, the more beneficial and the more your personal brand will grow. And I know you're like, wait a second, Brian, didn't you just tell me that we have to tell our story, put ourselves out there? Well, here's the truth. Nobody believes anyone is perfect, including Mother Teresa. And... The, the, the beauty of this whole medium is we oftentimes, this isn't like the court, of, you know, the court of law, right? You're not innocent until proven guilty. In many cases, when we see someone jump up on stage or we watch someone on live video, we're trying to determine like how much of a fool are they or why the hell are they even on there? What are people doing watching that person, right? So we're immediately looking for a reason to hit deny, right? To skip to the next video, to, to jump out of that Twitter space. And so one of the things that we can do is actually show our vulnerabilities by simply admitting when we don't know something, right? So if someone asks you a question, you're like, well, actually, I don't really know that answer, but like, let me get back to you. What that does is it actually adds validity to what you do know. Because the next time you answer a question and you actually talk from it from a place of confidence and experience, I don't have to ask myself, do I believe them in what they're saying? Because I got to witness and experience you admitting that you didn't know something previously. So that is actually one of the things that, is that, that you don't hear very much um, as advice. The last thing I'll leave you with for this episode, as far as the, the personal brand reputation perspective, is that you know before I would always tell people, like you should have a personal brand because it impacts others. And I talked about that at the start of the show, right? If you are struggling to put yourself out there, it's because you're making it about yourself. Think about the people that you can impact, that you could help, that would actually be able to join things or, or realize they're not alone, right? If, you, if, if you're like struggling to press the damn button, the thing that I always say is like, man, what if I don't show up today? Like, What, what if, if there's someone right now that needs to hear my message, that is looking for what I have to say? Well, like, I want to show up for them, right? And it, it could be just one person, but that to me is worth showing up to. But with that kind of being said, right, and like, you know, the fact that I've always believed in personal branding and telling your story and it's your digital reputation, here is the other part of this that, that we have to just wrap our head around. Very soon, we're going to have soul-bound tokens. Very soon, we're going to move things like our, um, our, our loans with banks, our credit cards, our driver's license are going to be moved to the blockchain and going to be stored in our wallets. And what that means is, that we are, A, we're going to get back control to a lot of the data information and things that we, we individually should actually control and own. But B, it's going to be essential for us to have that personal brand, that reputation, that connection point to who we are. Because as we look at this moving forward and our ability to connect and grow and having everything on the blockchain, it's ultimately going to become a, like, who do you know And how good are you at putting that out there and connecting with the right people, right? Because if the blockchain doesn't lie 
And I know that you have consistently delivered on something that you, like maybe you borrowed uh, against an NFT that you own. And I can see on the blockchain that you've made that payment back every single time. I don't need to go check your credit report. I don't need to go get a reference. I'm actually able to see on the blockchain that you are trustworthy because we have access to that information. So we are moving to a time and a place where your personal brand ultimately will become not only your resume and your first impression, but it will be the vehicle for discovering new people, for finding your next house, for getting a future loan. And in, and in some cases, your ability to grow and connect with people that don't know you, don't like you, and never heard of you. Because that, to me, is that magic, right? If you've, nev- you've never heard of me, you don't, you never, you don't like you know, people maybe that are in my, my position, but you're able to kind of feel what I feel, right? You're able to understand who I am, what I'm all about, the things that I value. Well, what that does is it allows you to make that decision on if I'm someone that's worth spending time listening to or subscribing to the podcast or whatever that may be. And so I firmly believe the value of a personal brand in Web3 is, is 10x what it was in Web2. And I, and I was bullish on, on personal brand and, and putting yourself out there. Now, I know for some people that sounds, it sounds cringy. It sounds overwhelming. It sounds like something that you're not comfortable with. Well, the truth is, none of us are comfortable when we start it. But the real magic is, is that I said at the beginning, and I'll leave you with this. It's not about bragging about who you are. It's about helping people come on the journey with you so they can learn with you, right? So rather than me saying, you know, we got a 1.2 million downloads on the podcast, that's a brag. But what I should say is, man, I'm really blessed. You know, this is my eighth podcast that I've launched. Um, We finally launched one that was daily. We went all in and learned from our other seven podcasts. We also worked with a couple other, you know, content creators. We got to, you know, interview some really amazing guests. And by collaboration and building on all of our lessons over the last seven years, this is by far my most successful podcast, even reaching 1.2 million million downloads. Well, now if you see that, I actually am able to teach you and help you see where I'm at versus throwing it in your face and bragging about what you've achieved. And I think if you can start to wrap your head around all of those things in your day-to-day lives and you come at it from a place of teaching, not from a place of look at me, I think you'll get to that place pretty easily. With that being said, you know, we are sponsored by Crypto Business Conference. Uh, check them out at socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. Uh, really great lineup. It is a single track event. Um, they're going to be talking metaverse, talking crypto, talking uh, NFTs. I will be uh, one of your keynote speakers there uh, at that event. It is at the San Diego Convention Center put on uh, by the team that puts on the world's largest social media events for the last many years, right? For the last, uh, I believe, seven or eight years, they've been running uh, social media marketing world. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, great, going to be a great event. Not only am I excited that they're partnered with us, but we're excited to partner partnered with them for, you know, media as well as speaking at that event. So, uh, you know, check them out. And I hope to see you uh, in October. Lastly, I'll share, you know, I mentioned that, you know, the, the Coalition Crew is a great project. I think it's one of the best projects in our entire bag, in our Mint 365 bag. The thing that I think about it that could be even more valuable for everyone that's out there, for everyone to understand is there's actually something magical even in the way that the messaging is and how other people talk about that project. 
So if, if, if you're out there and you're like, you know, where do I start with my personal brand or how do I, I kind of build from here in Web3? Most people are like trying to look at people that they want to accomplish and then they try to build what they did. What I recommend you to do is start with success in mind and reverse engineer from there, right? So what does success look like for you? What, what do you want? What are the three things? If someone got to know you, what are the three things that, they would, that you want them to take away of, of who you are? And then what are the goals that you could map out so that you could actually start getting people to understand those three things? And then take a step further back and say, okay, what are things that I can do right now on updating my LinkedIn profile, updating my Twitter bio, you know, doing that pin tweet? What are things that I can do right now that start people on that path for getting to know me? And then maybe it's me going live. Maybe it's me raising my damn hand more on Twitter spaces. But I think all of those things can be overwhelming if we don't start with success first and reverse engineer our way back from there. As always, my friends, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you tuning in. And until tomorrow, make it a great day. Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, the show is over.